0: Murder? Mayhem? Mormons? Why not? You know me and my favorite subject, but let's make it a little dicier. Literally. (laughs) I found another Exmo, and we are together collaborating to make Bloody Tales just for you, Blood Atonement, a new series from Unfiltered Rise and Hellfire Agency, where we take you down that murderous path. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll see you there. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Unfiltered Rise. I'm Heidi Love, and today I have with me Karen Wilkinson, author of Stolen Seed, Evil Harvest. Karen, how are you today?
1: Heidi, I am great. I'm so happy to be here with you today. We've had such a great time talking that it was hard to uh, press record and get started with
0: this. Yes, it was. (laughs) We are um, like jiving already, and we, we definitely have. I think people might be surprised. By the end of this, I think we might be oh, surprised by that.
1: <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, I think we're already surprised how much we have in common. Yes,
0: yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Definitely.
1: So I'm very happy and excited to be here. We've had our share awesome. of technical problems trying to get this off the yes. ground. Um, it seems like everything that could be thrown in our way has been, and yes. between technical difficulties, personal difficulties, you name it. So. Um, I think the powers that be were definitely trying to stop us from having this conversation. Oh, so I'm excited to absolutely. see where it goes.
0: Me so. too, because I, I've i heard your backstory. I've kind of listened a little bit. But for our listeners that haven't, I would love for you to just open up with whatever you're comfortable sharing as far as like how this became, like how sure. you even had this happen. So
1: cool. Okay. Yeah, I'll just start. Um, so my name is Karen Wilkinson and the book is Stolen Seed, Evil Harvest. And the book is my lifelong account of UFO and non-human alien abduction experiences that I have had, what happened to me, how I was able to stop these from happening, and the interesting and intricate connection that all of this has back into um, what we call what our, our Bible. Um, yes. Which uh, my friend La Marzulli calls the guidebook to the supernatural, and I love that because that's exactly what it is. There's so much more to it than anyone realizes. Um, so this was a project that I God just put on my heart, and. Um, you know, when God gives you marching orders, you march, (laughs) you don't have a choice, you know, you march or you You limp
0: after, right? Or you limp or
1: you run or (laughs) walk or whatever, but you do what you can. Yes. You absolutely get it done. Um, I did not think I would ever share this story quite honestly, but, um, a couple of years ago, about seven years ago, I had, I call it a near life experience. Some people might call it a near death experience. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was very traumatic the way that it happened. But after that, I did some PTSD therapy, um, to deal with that. And that therapy allowed me to manage all of the memories, the lifelong memories I had of all of these things that had happened to me with these non-human entities. So in doing so, God really put it in my heart that I needed to share this and, you know, I'm praying. I'm like, well, God, who am I going to share this with? And he says, you're going to share this with L.A. Marzulli. I'm like, right. That's going to (laughs) happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Okay. Lord, (laughs) show me how that's going to happen. God just put it in play. I didn't know L.A. Marzulli was even looking for, you know, something like what I had to share. And, um, sure enough, he was, and I, God put us together. Um, I shared with him a story, um, my account that i had only ever shared with my husband and um it became the pole or the centerpiece for the fourth movie in his ufo abduct, um ufo series on abduction the abduction phenomenon and a part of the sixth movie on cattle mutilations believe it or not it actually works into that as well um, after
0: that, I'm in good old Utah. I totally know about those totally cattle mutilations, <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> right? Oh, so boy.
0: he, <clears throat> um, he,
1: after that, I was at a, a function with him here in Texas and I had a lot of people coming up to me wanting to talk about their experiences and talk about the book and we're grateful or not the book about the movie and we're so kind to me and grateful that I had shared my testimony. And I was terrified about sharing that testimony of what had happened to me. I, you know, because this is a subject that's very taboo. No one talks about it. Um, You're considered crazy and delusional. If you talk about having a, being abducted by a UFO, an alien, a non-human entity. Um, And I realized that god was using it already for good and that's when god put it on my heart to write this to share this and ideally you know ultimately i just want to make it okay to start to have these conversations for people who have had things like this happen to them to be able to come forward and say you know this happened to me i need to talk to someone about it and to know they're not alone um that's the really hard part about this is feeling alone in it feeling like everyone's going to think you're crazy if you talk about it Um, and just sharing how to stop it and sharing Mm -hmm. who and what these entities are because you know for for your listeners this will you know because you come at your podcast with a Christian perspective this is something that people don't realize ties directly into our Christian Bibles Mm. and is something that it could possibly be part of, when you see in the word, God's word, part of the great deception that, you know, the strong delusion that God, that is going to be sent to people. Um, you know, these things are, these entities are very deceptive. And so um, that is kind of how the book came to be. And um, where we are now is the book is available exclusively at lamarzuli.net. And if people want to reach me, they can reach out to me through my website. I get emails every day, and I do get back to everyone at some point. Sometimes it takes a while, but I do my best to get back to people. And as you and I know, sometimes email no matter how many you send, doesn't work. Yep, <laughs> um, doesn't so work, dangerous. and they
0: disappear. And <laughs> yes. we're, we're, yeah, where yeah, where do our emails
1: goes? go? They just into the ether. They never show up.
0: <laughs> into the ether um, is probably true. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So it, it's been a wild ride doing this. Um, definitely a lot of um, you know. Uh, there's pushback, especially when you're okay. trying to do a good thing and the right thing and everything like that. But there's been just so much love and acceptance as well. Um, it's a difficult place to be because I'm somewhere, you know, I'm too Christian for some, um, for some groups, and but it's too woo for some Christian groups, so it puts me in this strange position. But You're I'm in like, you know, yeah, yeah, but this is one of the most profound topics, and people don't realize it's it's we're when we're talking whether we're talking about aliens or UFOs or demons or or deceptions or you know every, we're talking about the same thing and and it's all it all ties back into the biblical narrative and it's very important for people to understand that and unfortunately most churches don't want to teach these parts of the bible they only want to teach the fun easy or the mainstream things you know and mm-hmm. and, and that's great if people are getting the word but there's it's important that we don't miss all of it because it's all there for a reason and it's all there to help us and to keep us from being deceived. And the deception is so great right now out there in so many different areas of our world. So sorry for getting on my soapbox oh, about absolutely. that, but that, that is um, well, a long answer. Sorry to your question. No,
0: actually I, I have no time limits. I never schedule um, one on top of another because you never know where conversations are going to go. And I just let them be absolutely. organic because Good. Like, why not? You know, I love long answers or we wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a podcaster. Right. I'm chatting. And I, I totally completely get what, like when I saw just the name of your book alone, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to talk to her because stolen seed. I was like, okay, I have I have some conjectures that are just conjectures. I have some ideas that are just my ideas, but where they came from is kind of a weird thing. And we were talking about that, like when you're almost granted permission to know certain things, but you're like, why? I'm just some lady that has a bunch of kids in the middle of Utah that left a crazy church. And I speak out because they pissed me off. They lied to me and told mm-hmm. me that Masonic works and, and weirdo stuff is going to bring down God and I'm going to be safe forever. So that really pissed me off. And after yeah. I got out and I spent 34 years of my life at this, I lost my most life. of my family. Yeah, it, it, it's not something you can just leave. Like I lost almost everyone, but my mom, she'd already been out. And, you know, luckily through the blood of Jesus, everyone beneath me, everyone beneath my mom We are all out and saved by the blood of Jesus. Thank you. Jesus,
1: that's amazing. Yes.
0: Praise God. It it came at a cost, including my poor mom, because she got out years before she became a born-again Christian and my grandma ridiculed her to excess. like Never to her face, but we all heard it, and that's how Many LDS people are. Now, I I mm-hmm. love LDS people in general, but I will tell you at the top of that and at the top of Catholics and at the top of anything that's organized and ran by governments or ran by, you know, higher than governments, in my opinion, mm-hmm. ran by the 13 elite blood families that are on this world, anyone under that covenant And they do call many things in the LDS church a covenant. Um, And I find it interesting, right? Because they are owned at the top. Now, does that mean Mm -hmm. my neighbor, who's a really nice Mormon lady, knows this? No, I don't know why I had to know this. Like, I didn't ask, okay? Like, I didn't want to talk about any of the stuff I do, just like you. So I so connected on such a level with you because I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell her some crazy things that I just I just think. Right. Right. But actually I didn't think them. I didn't ask to think them. It like kind of was re- like a revelation. Yeah. Like I didn't see anything come down. It just kind of was like, here you go. You right. want to know, here you go. And I'm like, I, uh, I don't know that I wanted to know that. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> now it's interesting that you talk about covenant bonds because, um, this is, that's a huge topic and a huge subject for me with yes. um, my friend, Vicki Joy Anderson has a book called, called they only come out at night and i'm going to introduce you to her because i think oh, you goodness. and her absolutely should talk she is amazing and her book covers these covenants and these like threshold covenants assault covenants and these different kinds of covenants people make and that are made for us or on yes. our behest or that we make without even knowing it sometimes and the importance of breaking those types of covenant bonds i mean yes. as a as someone who was taken against my will from a very young age, I know that what happened to me was that someone else made that agreement. Someone else yes. agreed that I could be taken. Um, and sometimes we, you know, just by entertaining someone in our home, we don't realize, but we're making a covenant bond mm-hmm. by, by breaking bread, by salt covenants, things like that. Um, and I won't go too far into it because I am not an expert on it and B she is. And um, right for her and I to speak together is amazing because she just really knows her stuff. So, um, Wow. yeah, we'll have to, to get, I would love
0: that to, yeah, because anything, yeah. Any of my guests that I have are like, um, God led. I, yes. even somebody that, that people get mad at me, they're like, you had on this person and they they uh, like to do like divination stuff or mm-hmm. they like to do i don't do that but that's not that doesn't matter if god puts it on my heart right i'm gonna go and tomorrow i actually have an interview with zachary king he's an ex-satanist oh, um and oh, he became yeah. a catholic mm-hmm. and I, when it first happened i listened and i thought mm-hmm. i no, like I, I was like, literally, like, no, that's spooky. Like, I know he's out now and everything, but sure. like, that's really scary. And no, those God are the people was like, want yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because he's learned how to
1: break those covenants, he's learned how to get yes. away from those things. It's so important. And as as Christians, as we can't sit around and start judging each other based on what religious group we or church we are a member of. Yes. Most of these churches were formed because of their baptismal procedures. And that's where the separations came in. And, you know, these silly things that, you know, if we sit around and start judging each other and getting nitpicking with each other and arguing, is the world round? Is the world flat? Or did the <laughs> Nephilim come back because of sons of Seth? Or did they come back because of the fallen angelic beings, you know, had a, a every re- yes. came back. It, all of it. If we start having all of these, since these um, arguments with one another, we're going to lose sight of Jesus. Yes. And I could we not lose agree sight more. of Jesus, we lose sight of salvation and sharing that gospel. And the most important thing is sharing the gospel. You know, if someone wants to have a heated conversation, that's great. You know, iron sharpens iron and we're going to learn from each other yes. and grow from one another. And I am fully open to the fact that I could be wrong about anything and everything, you know, except for the things that I've personally experienced. And um, But, you know, as I study, I learn more and more and more. And, and so I think we have to be open with each other, listen to one another, entertain each other's differences of thoughts and opinions, but not Absolutely. judge one another for for our backgrounds and especially not for our histories and our pasts, because that's exactly yes. what it is, a history and a past. Jesus came to forgive our sins, not to just continually push them in mm-hmm. our face, you know, and, yes. and, and look at the
0: people he ran with. Right. Like, look at his, yes, look at his chosen uh brood. <laughs> exactly. We'll call him a brood because exactly. people, but here's the thing. People like you, people like me, like you've had different things happen to you where you did leave for a while. I definitely left yes. for, oh, I didn't never stop did. believing in God, but I was, I was angry. I was deceived, uh-huh. you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I wasn't, um, like anti or atheist no. but like we go through these journeys and I'm like but why 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 would this happen or why have I suffered so much or why is all this and you can do that or and you can judge others like oh well I've rose above and look at you you're staying beneath no listen we need to take yeah. the log out of our own eye we need to look at the word which is love thy neighbor it didn't say love thy neighbor only if love thy neighbor only if it right. the last thing he said after he said it was all hung on the cross was what it is done it's so finished. yeah and he wanted us to do one other thing which was love each other and people cannot do that. that is Above so all, love and, one another yeah they're so difficult with this and i'm like you know what the other part is it says in the bible and this is so important for the end days we are not to be easily offended. And if you are, you will probably never learn anything. Because if you're so busy trying to say I'm right, they're wrong, whatever, Mm -hmm. just learn from them. Like you can pull from any other person. Just even if they're led astray, I always go back to King David, he was a disaster, a literal disaster. disaster, yes. (laughs) Yes. And, and, I'm like, and I always tell my husband when he's like, yeah, but that person, blah, 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 this person, I I always say, listen, King David, what was his nickname? And most people don't know to God. It was his beloved. It was his beloved. That is so drastic. You know, that is like, wow. I mean, and if he loves sinners and murderers and he loved Paul and Paul was crazy before and like, Killing right. everybody, like all this stuff. And I'm like, and he went forward, and without him, the gospel wouldn't be what it is, you know. Exactly. So exactly. And the and here the we gospel, are
1: the Bible is just so full of yes. amazing and interesting information. And I try really in the book to tie together and to show people how all of this fits and where it comes from. You know, it's we're in a time frame where the word Nephilim is starting to become somewhat mainstream people know what it means. Yes. If I'd have stood up in a crowd five years ago and said that, people would have looked at me like, did you sneeze? What <laughs> like, was uh-oh. You know, you know. <laughs> she needs but, her
0: medication. Like, Bring exactly, the medicine. <laughs>
1: exactly. And now if I said it, you know, a couple of people would stand up and be like, oh, what about him? I'm really interested. In that. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Ask I mean, me about that. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: would never would have guessed, right? So yeah, you know, we're definitely coming into a different era where people are getting more interested in, in the more interesting parts of the Bible and the fact that there's a lot more to the Bible than just the Sunday school verses that were taught over and over again into adulthood and in ad nauseum when there's so much more we need to know and we need to learn to be able to grow and and to be able to deal with situations like mine. Because yes. if I hadn't, you know, I was born again when I was about 18, 18 or 19, and I fell away from that. I never stopped believing in God, knowing that He was there, believing in Jesus. But what I did was I stopped believing in myself and living a lifestyle and stopped believing that I needed to think about it or worry about it or be forgiven. And then I went kind of down a new age path as well and really got embroiled mm-hmm. into that until I realized, you know, woke up one day and I said, where's Jesus in mm-hmm. all this? because I still knew Jesus belonged at the center of everything. And it was like, he's missing. And then I listened to a woman, her name is Doreen Virtue. And she has a book called deceive no more. And that is an amazing book. I highly recommend that for anyone. I highly recommend you get her on your show. I don't know her personally. She was a very popular um, in the new age movement and she has is come full circle and back to Jesus and yes. it's just she's amazing. So without um,
0: Jesus it's all not right. There's like nothing. we all and we all yeah, get we're not back co-creators.
1: to that. We're not yes. creators, we're not co-creators. No. What we no. create, we create because we are blessed from God to be able to do that. All glory to God. Always. Yes. Always. Yeah. And yes. I could not take one step, speak one word, write one word without God. There would be oh. nothing. Whatever I wrote would be useless. And that I wouldn't be able to anyway because he is my creator. He's the reason yes, I can yeah. do anything. So I know I'm going off on a tangent that's so far. away. We're,
0: we're, from, we're, we're happy with tangents. In. We're yeah. going to get into it. <laughs> but the Nephilim is actually huge for me because, um, okay. and I'll give you my little spiel here. It's very condensed. But this is like, I guess, my thoughts, my re- revelation, I suppose. I, I'm not really sure what to say there. But... Um, As I studied more because I'm a nurse and as I studied more about genetics and DNA and the ancestry test became so very popular and all of these things were happening like right before this ramp up for the Nephilim and then. I started learning history, not on purpose, really. I was studying about Joseph Smith and what he really learned and what really happened. And then I went down an occult path to John D because I found these really old sigils and sigil magic that he had. And he wore a Jupiter talisman until the day he died. He was very involved in the occult. He had actual um, sigils that called down specific angels and I have photos of them. And I found these on accident. Like I, I didn't want to know this. Like all I was trying to do was figure out what the hell I did in the temple. Excuse my French, yeah. but that's the truth. Yeah. Like I wanted to know because what you said, I was trying to break the line because every person in my family for eons back had made blood oaths, blood oaths and you don't literally spill your blood but it's symbolic because mm-hmm. his wife wasn't going to do that like they used to cut the knee and they used yeah. to do these cuts in the garments and and then you sewed them up and then sometimes you'd get a nick here nick there whatever but they're very similar to the oto so anyways it led me back to John D and i found it by a, a little Thing, a diagram they drew, and I reverse looked it up, and it was this, it calling out for this specific angels. And I'm like, what was he doing? This is so weird. And then it led me to I mean, who was the original calling out of angels? It was John D. So he was the one summoning, and he did it by scrying. Well, Joseph Smith scried the whole Book of Mormon. He said that he would put a seer stone into a hat, cover his head, and he would talk out these symbols. Well, I looked at the symbols and I compared them to the Enochian alphabet and they are almost identical. And when I found all this out, people were really bashing me. Like, why are you going down on a cult? What are you doing? studying? Like my mom, this is my mom. I'm not talking about people. Like I didn't know anybody. Okay. This is my mom. Like you're, you're, you're studying Alistair Crowley and these crazy people in John D. What are you doing? And I'm like, mom, it's going to take me somewhere. I, I know I'm supposed to learn about this. And I didn't know about Gary Wayne. I didn't know about Ryan Peterson. Well, I did learn about them. Gary will be on in February. I've already mm-hmm. interviewed Ryan.
1: And oh, so I'm like, oh, he Ryan. is so nice.
0: I yeah. He is like the best. And I yeah, just so. thought, okay, this is tying these things together. Well, at the same time, yeah, I learned. That's Ryan's ab- book
1: right there. I'm
0: oh, there, yes. Right I love here. Ryan. <laughs> yes. And he's a wonderful interview, but also a wonderful person. Like So he was smart. So yes, kind. but not to interrupt yeah. you. I'm
1: so sorry. I keep going. No,
0: no. You can no, interrupt. No. That. I love not what like you're that. talking about. Yeah. going. Yeah. So I learned at the same time about the old world. And the old world really fascinated me because I was getting in these little pictures of the train and this girl that's covered up. And these orphan trains and these cabbage, they call them cabbage babies, you know, these weird, um, phenomena postcards that came out around the same time. And these rich women always portrayed in red dresses, which was like, I I literally said to Matt, because I interviewed Matt from The Great Deception, he's very into this. And I said, Matt, did you notice almost every postcard, the woman's in a red dress, like the Scarlet Whore of Babylon? And he didn't. And I said, I think that they introduce some things into our genetic pool. And I think that this is why there's certain things that pop up in some and not others. And I don't think it's like a hybrid, like specifically, like what happened to you and, and the things you saw because it it would be not correct in the way it looks. Right. Like you, but this junk DNA that they always come up with in the gene of ISIS or Genesis, like gene of ISIS, Genesis, Mm -hmm. um, And so I started learning more all this. And then who is the main perpetrators that pour into Ancestry? It is FamilySearch.org, which was actually started by the Mormon Church because they're obsessed with genealogy. Why? Because they do work for the dead. Why? Because I believe their God is Abraxas, and I believe that they serve Abraxas. And I believe there's actual quotes from his mother, Joseph Smith's mother, talking about how they serve the house of a Brack. And had I known any of this, I'd have ran with my tail between my legs before I went and did those ceremonies, but they're blood oaths. And we don't do this stuff anymore where they reenact it, but I, but they still make you take these oaths. And I, I knew for a fact that I had to get my bloodline uh, cut off from this, Right because right. generational curses and oh, yeah. we've had tons of that pop up in our families and I one of them was that not my, only my mom, my grandma, my great grandma, they've all lost their sons. And I was like no, I'm not I'm not I'm not having that. I only have no. one son and I am not I'm not doing that. And so mm-hmm. um I had to figure out a way and I did through the through the blood of Jesus blood just of Jesus. going Amen. to Jesus. Yes, it took me yeah. a year to get out from under the oppression that I felt, and I had to go through my house so much because, you know, they have all these statues of—I call him White and Delightsome Jesus, but honestly, it doesn't look like Jesus. But it, it you know, and other people have done conjecture a on this. Everything yes, in
1: Satan's yes, in Satan's kingdom, everything is a counterfeit. So it might look like Jesus, but just a little off. Or a little different, oh, blonde and blue eyes. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like
0: Norwegian Jesus, right? Exactly. I, I don't. don't <laughs> I, well, I don't think he saw God or um, Jesus oh. as he claims he did. I think no. he saw fallen angels, just like John D. I think
1: he mm-hmm. asked for it.
0: He was summoning these things, yeah. and when you do that kind of stuff, they'll come. Like, come on, oh, if not come always. On, they'll
1: come out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, they're yeah. just waiting to be invited because. Everything in this universe that God has created is transactional. And so in order to come in, they have to be invited. There has to be an invitation. There has to be, you know, permissions. There has to be Mm -hmm. someone, just like in the book of Job, Satan had to be given permissions to torture and torment Job. You know, he wasn't allowed to just do it. And. And people say, well, why, you know, why is there pain and suffering in this world? I, people ask me that all the time on interviews. I'm like, because we live in a fallen world yes. and we have free will and we have live in a sinful world. It started in the Garden of Eden, you know. Well, and, and who's the, the owner Lord of this going.
0: world? Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, the owner is God, but, but the dominion right now is Satan, right? Because we still
1: have dominion over the earth and over the plane of the earth. Satan's the prince of the power of the air. Yes. And yes. and they are more powerful than we are. They've been around a lot longer than we are. But they cannot touch us if we don't give them permission. No. And they cannot touch us if we call on the name of Jesus and and tell yeah. them to flee because that's how it works because there is a hierarchy and there is one at the very top of that chain. And this yes. is what I tell people in this community, UFO community, people who have been abducted, who have been taken, who are still being taken, who are being tormented or tortured you can call on their creator because their creator is your creator. And Jesus mm-hmm. will listen when you call him. And if you call on him and ask him to save you from these entities, he will, you know, yes. and some people say it works for me and I'm not even a Christian. God knows your heart. Yeah. You know, you yeah. don't have to vocally do it. You don't have to, you can say it in your head. You can say it in your heart. You can say it with your mouth. However you do it, however you call on him, he's going to, you know, be there
0: right that's just how it
1: works it is a transactional universe he put these rules in place for a reason so that because he knew we would be in a fallen world that we would have protections against these entities that are so much stronger than us that don't live where we live they don't live in this earthly space that we live in they're not there they can manipulate space time energy and matter in ways we can only imagine
0: you know, yes. and then you yep. get
1: these humans calling on them, just like in the b- biblical times, saying, "You know, I'll, I'll trade you, you know, these people for these powers or these people mm-hmm. for this technology." You know, and and you get to things like the Granada Treaty and things the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Here, we're going to trade technology and power for you can experiment on humans and animals. Yes. Uh, I, It just
0: well, and there's like so many weird things. Yeah, when you go into like, if you dive deep into the occult, there's like humunculus and all these weird things. So when you spoke of the artificial wombs, okay, Mm -hmm. it immediately took me to the book of the cow, which nobody studies this weird dumb stuff except one-on-one shout out <laughs> one-on-one podcast but like he he does he dives deep and link to that one yeah he's amazing and so he talks about this he's kind of the humunculus guy um yes. and so i'm like okay well you know you you dive into that and then you start start just breaking down in your mind Like, oh, how come celebrities don't have their own babies and where do their babies come from? And like, oh, they all have surrogates, but like, how come they're also perfectly tall and beautiful and perfect? And like, and then they say, well, you know, we didn't find out about um, artificial insemination and all this stuff till way later. But then you've got this orphan train and people always say, well, their parents died, you silly lady. I'm like, okay, do you know how many? And they just look at you and I'm like a quarter million. You tell me where a quarter million kids came from. And why do we have so many psychopaths, sociopaths, people that are like people will Uh be easy to call them, um, you know, non-playing characters, NPC type stuff. But like they'll accept that, but they won't accept like maybe they're not quite right. You know, maybe these were something else introduced, not not per se, like. What happened to you with the children, and we'll but, get there. Right, but why like, isn't it? It could be exactly similar. the same
1: thing because if someone's mm-hmm. trying to genetically engineer a being, and this is an abomination in God's eyes, God is yes. the creator. When we yes. try to be the creator, and I'm not talking about normal procreation with a man and a woman right. as it was intended to be. I mean, I'm not even talking about artificial insemination if you have to go through IVF or something like that. That's fine too. Normal. What the normal about way. Is yeah. Manipulating genetics to try to create these superhumans or ubermensch mm-hmm. or what have you. The minute it's no longer just to, as God intended, the male and female egg and sperm coming together you know, at what point does it become non-human? You know, at what point when you're introducing other things that are not human DNA into it? I think I heard somewhere it was, you know, one millionth of 1%. I don't know, some tiny percentage. Mm -hmm. And I can't, I'm looking all over for that statistic and it is eluding me. So God, clearly it's not meant to be in my hands right now. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But, you know, anything that is a non, Nephilim is a very generic term. It's a term for, the progeny of fallen angelic beings and humans. But then you also have chimeras, which are a mix of two entities, not necessarily human. It could be two animals, it could be human animal mm-hmm. it could be, you know, whatever. So you could be looking at modern day Nephilim. You could be looking at chimeras in those yeah. trains. You never know. And without the DNA evidence, we don't know, but you know, there are people you see that don't seem to have a soul that don't seem to Mm -hmm. have a spirit and you have to wonder, is this a biologically engineered Mm -hmm. human or is this a natural human? That's one of God's creations, you know, and and we're not here to decide whether someone can have salvation or not. That's not our place. That's God's decision, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but I do know that that's in our Bible, in our guidebook to life, our guidebook to the supernatural and all things it says that that's an abomination. So, you know, we have to be aware that these things not only have existed for thousands of years, but still exist. You know, I've Mm -hmm. been in the presence of these entities that were offspring that came from me and they Mm -hmm. were just pure evil. There was no Mm -hmm. love, no kindness, no nothing, you know, and I wanted there to be love. I wanted right. to love them. I wanted to save them. I wanted to fix them. I wanted it to be a good thing, but there was nothing there.
0: I, I remember that part of your story. It was really heart wrenching kind of when you said you. they were trying to take you. I almost like um, they yeah. knew that that was like their last card to play to get you to yeah. come back. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. okay, send send the kids then because she's worried yeah. about this and she wants this. Yeah. And I know oh, that you had already. I think at that point you'd already had the experience with the baby one, right? Where yes, with before the little that, time. yeah,
1: that was long before, yeah, long before. So that, you
0: knew. Then. So you knew it wasn't quite. I knew, quite, but right. I
1: didn't know for sure. I still wasn't. I still wasn't convinced. Right. Um, right. It was just the mother's heart. And I know you have Mm -hmm. a mother's heart. So you understand that you're never convinced that anything is beyond help. And I'm still not Mm -hmm. convinced, but I know that it's not my place. Um, Right. I don't, I'm not making that judgment call. All I can say is that there was nothing there for me to do and nothing for Mm -hmm. me to save or to help. Um, and there it was, was no more of like there. a
0: trick i feel like oh yeah it definitely get, was know, it was time.
1: trying to get me to make one last agreement and i don't mm-hmm. know if because there was some of my dna in there that that's how they were allowed to cross the threshold there was i left that open i left that covenant mm-hmm. open because i wasn't ready to let go of them so i am the right. reason they were able to cross the threshold into my room um, right. but at that point then i closed that i closed yeah. that door i i broke that covenant i broke those ties and those binds, like you said, you've got to cut those things and yes. do it for the safety of yourself and your family, because yeah. we are dealing with entities that are so much more powerful than we are. People are out there doing, you know, the CE five contact stuff where they're calling on UFOs mm-hmm. and aliens to come down. And I'm just like, Oh,
0: you might as well. What are do- you doing? You're yeah. I'm
1: doing well- things you're conjuring. Yes. Things. You're yep. calling forth evil. You you know, you don't know what you're going to get, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and an evil being's not gonna say, Hey, I'm a good guy or I'm an evil guy. Right. Or, they're gonna, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, they're gonna be deceptive. So it's right. such a dangerous place to play for anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I highly believe and
0: that. I think that possibly even people I mean, think about how many times you go in for a surgery and you're asleep and you don't know if you were having and I'm not saying every doctor's nefarious or anything like that. I'm just saying sometimes if they were after a specific situation and even if it's not the operating room, you know what, like if if you're in there and you're having um, cysts taken out of your ovaries or you're having your ovaries removed because you Mm -hmm. had a hysterectomy or you've had some female problem and they need to test your eggs or whatever that is, Um, where does that go to after the surgical team? Right? Like, even if they're completely on the up and up, you're sending these samples somewhere, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And to where? Well, we okay to the lab place lab.com, like whatever, but you don't know what they're really doing. And they could have samples from each and every one of us, you know? Yes. I mean, and as a
1: society, we're extremely naive. We're either way too paranoid or we're way too naive. There just isn't a really good, because it has snuck up on us to the point that no one realized it was happening. And then by the Mm -hmm. time you realize things like that egg harvesting and, and DNA harvesting and everyone who's done these DNA things now, their DNA is part of a giant data bank. And it's not just theirs because theirs is there. It provides DNA for their family as well because of what's in your DNA. And, you know, now, now that information is no longer yours. Now that information belongs to someone else and you, you have no control. And and
0: I think we can't even protect ourselves from that because think of any time you've had a blood test. Think of, Mm -hmm. even if you didn't do these weird little tests, like anytime, I think they're looking for something. They can go into our DNA if
1: they want it. I mean, there's no way not to. And you're born, if you're born in a hospital, someone has your DNA.
0: Yeah. Because those PK tests, as soon as you're born, the PKU test is done on your on your heel. On your heel. And they say they say that this blood sample is and it's done completely different than any other sample I've ever taken in my life. It's on a paper, it's like a litmus yeah. paper. And those can last for years. And I'm talking many years. They dry them out and they can flake off. They can get little pieces. They can do all kinds of things with this testing for a long period of time and they file them. That's why they have them. So they can go back and file them if there's ever, Oh yeah, we did test that. Or, Oh, clear back in whenever that was, Mm -hmm. you know, these people, the only people that don't have them done basically is kids born at home. Or even then, I had a daughter born at home. They still did it on her first uh, visit. So, yeah. I mean, they've mm-hmm. categorized us. And I do highly believe that between a certain type of people, they're looking for something in that junk DNA. They are. DNA. Mm-hmm. They
1: are. And, they are.
0: and I, I think you nailed it when you said well, I don't know if it was because I'm an O-negative or what. what's going on with that. And then there again, you get to that RH factor Explore that lines. didn't even exist until right. 1938. Right. And so... And-
1: yeah. And they wanted That's my weird. bloodline. They wanted yeah. the bloodline of my family. I do mm-hmm. have one of those interesting bloodlines. I won't disclose that all here, right. but right. You no. know, I'll talk no. about that offline, yeah. but you know, but they know what my bloodline is and who it goes back to. And that was important. They always told me you're right. very important. You're very important your bloodline. And they also let me know that in a way I was safe because I was important. And so I knew that even though they were torturing me, even though they were taking me, even though I didn't want this to happen. And even though I was threatened, they would threaten other members of my family to keep me quiet, not threaten me. They could threaten me with things that I didn't want to happen. But the real physical bodily harm was to others. And I know that's common with little kids anyway to threaten, you know, others. But when you want to keep that child alive, when you want to keep that child because they're valuable, just like in any kind of a trafficking situation, you threaten the ones that they love. And that's what they did to me.
0: And well, and that's how they control people for so long, because as a kid, you don't know any different. You don't Mm -hmm. know. You really don't know what they could do because look at what they'd already done to you. I didn't know
1: who and what they were. There were humans and then there were all these different kinds of non-human entities. I didn't know what to call them. I didn't know what an alien was or a gray was or a reptilian or a Nordic or any of those things. I didn't have any vocabulary for it. I would Mm -hmm. describe them the way they looked, you know, the little ones that came to get me. Mm -hmm. I just remember always saying that. Nobody knew what I was talking about. And then, you know, whatever I would say would be, Oh, she's you know, you had a bad dream, or she's talking about kids at school, or there was Mm -hmm. always an excuse, you know. Someone and I get that because when a kid tells you something, you try to figure out what they're talking about when you can't understand. And you were as young as
0: six, right? You were like, Oh
1: no, it's I was younger from I'm sure from infant on because my earliest memories are being terrified of that my father's side of the family, and that was like Two or three years old, when I remember okay. being at that a specific family event and just being terrified, and it's one of those flash memories that's very, very clear. So you know, I just remember them always being there.
0: Mm.
1: I don't, and remember that goes the back to that experience. Yeah, that.
0: That uh, family genetic part that you're like, oh, th- they looked like this. Well, mm-hmm. that goes back to the whole Nephilim description. Like like these people that they do this on a lot of times, they'll have certain characteristics, not oh, yeah. race, not race, not race, talking either blood certain bloodline families, certain way um, your eyes are spaced, different yeah, things. Yeah, eye shapes, like, eye spacing, yeah, facial exactly.
1: shapes, they like a square Color. jaw, that kind of yeah. thing. They're always looking for very specific things because they've learned that certain genetic traits are easier for them to work with. They know ex- they know what they're looking for. They don't share that information with us, right. but they make it very clear that they know exactly what they want, exactly what they're looking for, and what they're trying, what they need to do. We're not privy to that information. No one gets right. to sit down. You know, when I was taken, they didn't sit down with me and say, now here's what we're going to do today and why. <laughs> no, it was shut up, yeah. sit down, and you're going to do what we tell you to do. And right. You know, that's that's what it was because it was an abusive situation, you know, and it was against. Right. So and for anyone in that situation, you know, any kind of a grooming situation. I mean, it's no different Mm -hmm. than child trafficking. It's no different than child grooming in any other form. It's just different Mm -hmm. entities. And our government knows about it. There's no doubt in my mind.
0: Uh, I am. I, I. think the government is infiltrated with many of these entities that are probably hybrid. You look at oh, some of these things, and even at the, the t- yeah, even I at the top them. line of like Mormonism, um, I see it. I. am are too big or see too see widely people, spaced, too or I'll look at a face
1: or, and I'll just know, yeah. and I'll get. I'll just get terrified. I'll hyperventilate. Oh, I'll have to turn away, walk away, whatever. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I, you're not the only one, um, and I'm not the only one. There are a lot of us who've yeah. been. If you've been in around them enough, you know, you know they're here. Well, and it's so it's so
0: strange because I think partially they did infiltrate into the gene pool, which is why we get some of these people that are you know redheaded, super fair, whatever the trait may be. You know, like it they, could be a lot of things, you know.
1: Did they but, infiltrate, or did we infiltrate their gene pool? Is it right. our red hair that got into their gene pool? Because that, what yeah, they did was really... they went into the 12 tribes of Israel because they didn't know where Jesus was going to be come from, right? So they had to go into right. each of the tribes. So you have so many different kinds of Nephilim. Everybody thinks Nephilim, they think giant or red-haired, which yes, some more, but not all of them. They um, were all different. Yes. There were tiny ones. There were big ones. There were little ones. There were skinny ones. There was the Zanzamines, the buzzing ones, the long-necked ones, the, you know, so many different kinds. And... And when you start doing research, like you have into the ancient books and the a- ancient scripts, what they try to keep away from us and out of our Bibles, oh, and try to keep us from learning, then you realize there's so much more to it. And so, you know, the red hair didn't doesn't necessarily – And people are like, oh, I have red hair. Does that mean I'm descendant of a Nephilim? No, it just means you're descendant of a tribe that had red hair. And mm-hmm. some Nephilim probably bred in with that tribe, and that's how they got the red hair. Right. Or, you know, I have. O-negative blood. Well, I don't know where that came from. All it is, O-negative means that your blood does not have the coat. Well, you know this because you're a nurse. You know this better than most people. It just means you don't have that protein covering on the cell. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost as if someone was experimenting with our blood and figured out how to remove that. So it'd be easier to work with. Now, who might do that? An advanced species. This is my theory. My theory is Mm -hmm. they were the reason it was all found in one specific region is they were experimenting with a group of people. It worked. They expanded that experimentation out. I happen to have a lineage that's close to where that group of people is, even though I don't look like Mm -hmm. them. That doesn't matter. That gets spread out. Um, Right. But um, that, and once they got that coating off, they were able to crack back into our bloodlines again. Because I think when, Um, And I write about this in the book, too. There's a lot of this in the book. I'm touching on a lot of things, but I'm not going into them in detail. But in the book, I talk about my thoughts about Noah and what happened in the days of Noah, because the Bible says the end times, it will be like the days of Noah. When you think about what happened in the days of Noah, we don't know what it was like before the flood. We have the amazing Pentateuch, the five books of the Bible that Moses gave us, right, that God Mm -hmm. gave Moses to tell everyone what happened but this was God's really abridged version of the history of the world up to that point, And it's all we needed for salvation, but we don't have the details. I think the civilization before Noah was more advanced than ours today. Oh, I think for that sure. they were far advanced. I don't think they had rain. I think rain was something that happened in the days of Noah. Nobody even knew what rain was. Every indication in that Bible is that there wasn't rain before then. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that the, genetics were different. And when God closed him in the ark, I think he closed their blood as well because life Mm -hmm. is in the blood. I think he put a protective coating on the blood, closed him in the ark, closed the blood and changed it so that they couldn't procreate anymore. And Mm -hmm. they were able to find some offshoots here and there where they were able to manage to do some. I think that Everyone is right when it comes to Noah because I do think that some of the people on the um, ark, their blood wasn't changed, but I think Noah's family right. was. I think that there's a whole lot up there going on, but that's where I think that change came. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I could be totally wrong. It's just my theory. There are a lot of theories. Anything right. to say about that's going to be conjecture at this point, but something changed at that point. Something yes. very, very much changed. And then you look at extra canonical books like um, the book of Jasher where um, one of Noah's grandsons went and found the ancient carvings on the pillar and mm-hmm. didn't tell his grandfather because he knew it was sinning, but he found the, the work that the angels had done, the information and the ancient technology, and you know, tried to bring that all back. of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and you yeah. see, you see in Egypt, you can find old um, carvings on walls and things with like. Uh, electricity they they've had all this stuff before oh, i mean this than. is not yeah far, they have lots of pictures of things and the that reason they we hide
1: the reason we don't understand it is because it's technology that doesn't match ours i mean mm-hmm. our computers look like our computers look right. theirs could have looked completely different you know right. their screens could have just floated around on a string with them like a balloon who knows i'm just yeah, doing, you know conjecture. right out there, but yeah just
0: ideas we don't
1: yeah. know i mean you know they're there are just so many possibilities and we try to make everything fit in this little box so that we are the superior apex creatures and anything before us was just a caveman. And that's ridiculous right. thinking because no. that's not what we're told, not in, not in the Bible, not in the ancient texts and information that we have from not just our Christian literature, but literature all over the world and our religious beliefs all over the world. Yeah. So yes. There's just so much to it. And well, how- and
0: I don't think, I, I think that God knew the creations would be destroyed, but we know one thing, the whole reason why God was so upset that the angels wanted to come mate with human women was because they were Everlasting beings. Now you cannot destroy an everlasting being, but he did destroy what they were monkeying with, right? They, they're creating right. all kinds of things. Right. Why do we have these, um you know, old pictures of of men half horse, half men, half the Sphinx, mm-hmm. whatever? Like all Flying these, you know, different things of, that are yeah. weird. Yeah, and uh, all these mishmash
1: chimeras and things yes. like that. And yeah, we know that it was wrong, but. Yeah. And we also know that, man, we were immortal as well until the sin in the garden, you know, and that was out of jealousy from Satan, from the Nakash, you know, and, and there, and it just, and it all had to happen because it sets up this, this beautiful story. Everything happened for Jesus. All of it happens for Jesus and it's all worth it because it all happened for Jesus. And it, and it gives God, the ability to separate the wheat from the chaff and it, and you know, you know, you immediately you can find the good big buds that are, these are good Christians. We're going to put them here, but the last will be first and the first will be last, you know? Mm -hmm. And I am very excited about what comes out last because that's going to be first and they're going to be amazing, you know? And I'm happy to take the last seat if that's what it is, because for sure I want, every possible i want to be here to make sure i share the gospel with every possible person i can before our time comes and before we're taken up or before god calls me back home you know and i've had enough times where i've been uh, i thought that day was coming you know i've planned my own memorial more than once Um, and god's like nope we're gonna heal you now and you're gonna keep going i'm like okay you know, but I'm prepared, you know, I'll do it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's me too. I'll do it. I still am confused why like I'm doing it, but like, it's fine, you know? And as we go forward, like we, like you've said, I think that search for the knowledge, as long as it's in engulfed in Christ, that's the point. Like, and I always told my mom that when I would search these scary things, like she would say, why, but what about this? And I'm like, okay, well, Jesus has me like, it's, I'm not doing this just willy nilly. You don't just right, right. go run it into is- it. Do I think everyone needs to read the book of the law and talk about how, you know, Crowley channeled uh, no. And Dad, I mean, I do not like, recommend
1: it for most people. I
0: don't think so. Yeah. Unless like, God but,
1: calls you to read it because you're helping right. others by doing it because you need to, because right. it's coming against you and you have to defend yourself and yes. you know i don't question when god has me do something but i do pray about it first if i'm not sure absolutely and then yes. if i don't feel good about it i put it aside and if god brings it back on my heart then i'll know it's okay and, you know and we ask god for confirmation
0: and absolutely. We ask him to
1: bless us you know to remove the scales from our eyes and to and to bless us with just being able to see see the good from the evil and and with that discernment and um And that's really important to pray for. And I encourage everyone to pray for discernment every day, especially with the people we meet, because, you know, wolves and sheep clothes, wolves and sheep's clothing. I can't speak Mm -hmm. today. You know, that's okay. And that's that's what these UFOs are. And I believe that these alien beings are fallen angelic beings. I believe the smaller greys are inhabited by demonic entities. You know, they're always looking mm-hmm. for a body to inhabit. Um, and I've written a great deal on that. Um, and I really believe that the coming as LA Marzulli had coined the coming great deception, the strong delusion that will be sent to us is going to be them saying there are ancestral cedars. They're here to save the world. They're here to help yes. us. And, and all this thing. I'm like, you know, helpful, benevolent entities don't kidnap little children and rape women and steal babies, no. and scare people no. and hurt people and mutilate cows and mutilate humans. You know, there's not just cattle mutilations, there's human mutilations. No one ever likes yes. to talk about that, but that's right. Did happen. Yes. And, you know, all of that stuff gets covered up. You know, and, yep. and then this or serial
0: murders or whatever, like you want to, okay, yeah. you know, you want to go into that, like, I find it fascinating if you if you watch like about um, Billy, I can't remember his last name, but he was like a multiple personality. And he literally would talk about having these different feelings inside. And I'm like, this is literally yeah. possession, like, people, yeah, demonic people possession. don't get it. And like, you can see it. And he doesn't know. Like that's the right. thing, he doesn't know, and so like a lot of times you look at things like that and you go, okay, I I, I see I see what's going on here, and well, I can feel the difference. I saw I'm the a mental movie, hell. um, the movie that came out called, uh, I
1: can't think of the name of it. Shoot, um, Nefarious ne- is it nefarious? nefarious?
0: Oh, I don't know about yeah. Nefarious. I haven't watched that one yet, okay. but I I, I watched. I was not Sibyl. going to watch
1: it, but then I heard somebody do a review on it, and I'm like. And I prayed about it and I prayed about it and I prayed about it. And I felt God led me, kept telling me to watch it. And I kept going, no God, there's no way you want me to watch that movie. And this is one of those situations like you and I were just talking about. God kept Mm -hmm. putting in my heart, watch the movie, watch the movie. And I kept going, no God, that's gotta be, you know, and and so I just prayed for discernment and I felt really truly to watch it. And I'm, it blessed me to watch it. And I had a few other people who I felt needed to watch it, watch it. And it helped them understand the spiritual realm a little better and how deceptive it can be. So that was, you know, that was a huge, um, yeah, that movie uh, for me, it was helpful. Now I would say to anyone who think is thinking about watching it, do your research first, you know, the eyes are windows to your soul. I didn't feel anything, um, negative coming at me. There was a lot of scripture in that movie. So I think in that respect, it was good. But again, I'm not saying to watch it or not. I'm just saying, right. Pray about it
0: if you're gonna watch it. Yes, well, and anytime we we see these things, we see them constantly with the new movie that they just did, the end of the world movie thing. It's revelation of the method over and over and over again, and you're just like, but what? But my mom always says because she's very still like. What? A, but the government loved us when we were young. You know what I mean, type of thing. And I'm like, Mom, okay, I no, get it. But like, they here's didn't. the
1: thing. Yeah. And it's I'm like, put you, the fluoride in the water yeah, when you were young, yeah. Mom. That's well, when and they started so covering up rough. UFO crashes in the 1800s. Oh. You know, it's yes. not. It didn't start with Roswell. I bring up Roswell in the book because everyone knows it, and it right. just shows the deception. But it didn't start there. There's reports mm-hmm. going back into the 1800s. And that's just because well, we uh, have recorded history. But before that, they, who knows?
0: Yeah. They started taking down buildings. They started hiding bones. They started this all oh, goes yeah. into like old world tartaria kind of stuff. And people people kind of poo-poo it. But I'm like, you know what? They were hiding something.
1: Too much proof is out there. I grew up Way in much. the middle of all those um ancient earthworks. They tried to call mm. them Native American, but the Native American people my dad knew said they didn't build them. And every you know, everyone and they, they say the people came from the
0: sky, yeah, that yeah. came the down. People. They talk mm-hmm. about this, oh, and, yeah. and actually blue Lidlaba. star comes from the Hopi people, and they say that their women are impregnated often by the blue star people that come down and they have these indigo children, right? That's this right. Whole thing. and then look
1: at the Hopi prophecies yeah. and all yeah. of that, and and yeah, and and we knew growing up, we knew it was just everybody knew that. And, you know, I'm older, so this is, you know, 50 plus years ago, but everyone knew that this, that they came and took the giant bones from the mounds Mm because they were excavating all these mounds and they called the one site Mound City when I was growing up. And, and, you know, that was real, (laughs) that took a lot Mm -hmm. of thought, right? Anyway, (laughs) but one of the mounds was half excavated and it had plexiglass in front of it and it showed you everything that was in there. And there were big bones and stuff in there. Were they giant? I don't know. You know, I was a kid. Right, I couldn't right. measure him, but then they made him close that up. And they, everyone said the Smithsonian came
0: and took all the bones, took the giant bones, mm-hmm. and there were so many. And the gates, the star gates that they took down, they were oh, everywhere. They, yeah, they were all over the place. And then, like, oh, all of a sudden they're oh, gone, yeah. except you oh, know yeah. the main. I have a friend you should talk to about that too. I'm yeah, make a note yeah, about that
1: for you because yeah, we've got. I mean, this is something where I think you want like six or seven people, but maybe that's too much conversation. I'm always podcast. up for a
0: conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and so so I'm saying like, that
1: have different it's, knowledge.
0: So, right, it's so hard to bring it all together if you don't have all the, like I might have some, you might have some, right? Where all the hands and fingers and toes and head of God, like we're, we're putting mm-hmm. this together. And so we are. like people, people are like, well, why would you talk about that? Or why would you talk about this? I'm like, yeah, but think about what I'm saying. What did they do in America as they're introducing more white people than ever have lived anywhere else in the whole wide world? Okay. Other than the United Kingdom, and they have more black people than we did originally. Okay. We brought people over, but I still don't buy that either. hundred percent. I think a lot of them are here. They were here or they were doing things but what did they do to the black people and the indian people that didn't write down their tradition what did they do they spoke their tradition they had mm-hmm. their own language like you can't infiltrate that that's like mm-hmm. sacred and so what they do they killed them all yeah
1: yeah, the and oral then they traditions made them are very dangerous, and yep. but you know, and the other because they would have one, you know, if you were chosen in that tribe, that's your whole life from the time you were born yep. was doing nothing but memorizing the oral traditions, and yes. and those are the most dangerous people because they hold the secrets to the past, and and the one thing that my again I bring him up all the time, my friend Ellie yes. Marzulli says, our you know the past has been deliberately obfuscated from the people, yes, the people of this I world. I agree, and. And he's, you know, that's why he's on the trail. Um, and, and I don't think the awesome. angels are
0: any uh, uh, fallen angels, let's say, yeah. anywhere up there. Everybody always wants to say, "Look to the they're sky." They are definitely, feet. absolutely, yeah. never went anywhere. Absolutely, the government knows about them. There has been so much mm-hmm. activity yeah. in Mount Shasta, for one. And the inter- Denver airport.
1: airport, yes, they're
0: interdimensional. All of it.
1: And they're, you know, we we try to put them in this box and say they. And they're to and we can't because they're not us and they don't live like right. us, they don't live in our dimension all the time, and they're just so different from us. And that's what's hard is we don't understand the first thing about them, so how can we say mm-hmm. they live on Zeta Reticuli when we don't even know where they're from? You know, could right. they go from one planet to another? Of course, they could, they could probably go sure. many, many, many places we couldn't even imagine. But from what I've experienced most of them are living in these underground facilities right under our feet. I mean, you look at the Atlantic ocean and there's a trench in the Atlantic ocean. That's something like 25,000 feet deep. How many empire state buildings can you fit in there? A lot. Mm -hmm. You know, think about that. If that's how deep the ocean is, how much space is under our feet that you can use to build? Nobody knows that there's a molten core at the center of the earth. Everything we know about the earth is conjecture. No one's gone there. You can't prove it, but I have been underground and there are, facility is bigger than anything you can imagine bigger than the biggest football stadium and airport and everything put together it's crazy so it's
0: like a whole nother world and it's not literally
1: i mean so Mm -hmm. i've talked to so many people who have the same experience as i do and the point i really want to get across is these are i really believe these are the fallen the fallen beings you know angels is just a term we use to describe them they're the elohim the sons of god the ones that fell You know satan fell and took a third of them with him and as the late dr chuck missler likes to say satan's outnumbered he's building an army and every person he can get every hybrid you know every nephilim is another person he can add to that army and to keep people away and to keep people from learning the truth the truth about the gospel of jesus and the truth about eternal life you know they're offering people here we can help you live you know extended lives and all these things and, you know, oh, isn't modern technology great? No, it's not great. We already have eternal life. We yes. get that with Jesus.
0: You know, you
1: yes. don't have to go get a chip implanted in my forehand or my head to get it. So
0: no, I'll take
1: that. Thank you. I'll take God all day Yes, long. <laughs> absolutely.
0: And then when you try and speak of these things to people. I know a lot of times it comes up, well, why would they, why would they choose you? Or why would they do that to you at such a young age? Why would they do this? Why would they do that? And I'm with you. I think it goes back to the bloodline. It goes back mm-hmm. to not necessarily anything you did, maybe not your grandparents, maybe no one you ever yeah. knew. Yeah. You know, there's so many secrets. I had a lot of masons in my family.
1: Yeah high level Mason. So someone made an agreement, but I also think that, yeah, the other members of my family were being taken too, and I was inducted into rainbow girls. My mom was in, um, Eastern star. My father, D Malay, my grandfather was a high level Mason, you know, so there was a lot of high strangeness already. There could have been multiple agreements made for me. I'm sure they profited from the fact that I was something they wanted. Um,
0: you know, and do they, and do they even know sometimes like, with so Mormonism, I Mormon I was a Mason. I didn't know I was a Mason because I was a Mormon and I thought right. I was going to heaven, you know, right. and, and so th- and they used to have oh, some yeah. stories that are kind of interesting, like having our own planet and going to Kolob and all of these things that oh, we can yeah. be co-creators with God. Co-creators, Sound familiar? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. The uh, pre-existence, we're going to go and create all these spirit babies and have sex for eternity. None of this is biblical. So where did he get it from? Right. Right.
1: It's all that's not not Bible. It's all a counterfeit religion. And what does Satan do? He counterfeits God's kingdom. So, you know, anytime someone, you know, brings something like that up, you know, can, can God come and bring new revelations to people? Yes, he does all the time. He does it all the time. In modern day, but it doesn't stick out like a sore thumb. It it hits people's hearts and you know, because we're blessed with discernment and the Holy Spirit leaps for joy in you when you, when you feel and you hear that. Yes. but these are many people
0: are like deceived that. great deception mm-hmm. the great deception is people always talk about the great deception the great deception yeah. is happening daily I the think, great yeah. deception is happening constantly will there be another one i'm certain there will be something far more nefarious coming
1: i think since the garden of eden it has yeah. been one deception after another mm-hmm. and that will continue and that's why we have to be on guard and the and the word tells us all through it to always be on guard to always be at the gate to always be watching to always be prepared you know, not just for the deceptions coming, but for his return too. you know, we get the right. good in there too. So that's, you know, that's good. And I hate to cut this short today, but I can feel oh, shoot. In my voice and oh, in no. I know, and <laughs> it's making me, um, my mouth water and my voice is starting to, I don't know what's going on, but I don't want to oh, go no. too short. So I, I just want to give you a little heads up that I might have a to little heads up. up. I hate this. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, Well, is there anything, like what is the most important, sure, the most important thing for you that Mm -hmm. you want to get out about what happened to you? I know the most important thing is to spread about Jesus Christ and he's our savior. We can call on him. He will intervene for us. I believe that. I know you believe this. Things don't just go away. Mm -hmm. So This is a daily armor of God. That's why that scripture is in there, right? So, yes. but the things that occurred to you to help others that might be not where you're at, that okay. this is maybe happening to them, you know, what, what sure. should I do?
1: No, I love that you asked that. Yeah. Because the, it is, like you said, the most important thing is that is Jesus, you know, in the, yes. of everything, but you know, that, that this phenomenon, this UFO phenomenon, it's extremely deceptive. And as more and more of this is rolling out and more and more people are becoming aware, This deception, I mean, people may not be aware of how incredibly deep this is already going. But you look at these TV programs that talk about our ancestral cedars and these, you know, certain types of alien, you know, old alien theorists believe this and that. I'm not going to say them, but um, they are creating this sort of alien religion already where um, they're talking about the Pleiadians and all these different kinds of beings coming and now they're separating them into there's these guys are the good guys and these guys are the bad guys these guys are coming to help and people are joining into this in droves right it is a deception people don't believe it do not buy into what they are selling it is a huge deception ask Anyone who's been taken by these entities their whole life, like I have, and there are a lot yes. of us out there. Yes. And that's why I'm doing this. It's not a popular place to be sharing this. Information is not something that people come forward and do every day for good reason. It's not It's right. not necessarily always well-received. But what you have to remember is there is so much deception going on out there. Don't buy into it. Do not yes. buy into the deception. These are not our benevolent space brothers. They are not here to help us. They are deceptive. They are here to hurt. They are here to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. And we have to remain vigilant. Just stay in prayer. Put on the full armor of God every day. Remain yes. vigilant. Listen to beautiful people like Miss Heidi Love here. She is so blessed <laughs> and you. anointed. You. you know, and And find people that you can trust, that you can follow, that you can listen to that's really the biggest the biggest message just don't be deceived they're very deceptive
0: I agree I agree 100% I, agree. I would love to do this again and well, we talk to any will. of the people that uh yes. you were mentioning and we can even go more into your story but I didn't want to yes. focus there like it is important what happened I've talked about the it the with lessons, many people and people find out more. And, yeah yeah that what yeah. you're what where you evolved like we've evolved I know I have, I know you have, Mm -hmm. I know that um, God's work and glory is what the most important thing is. And I mean, we both have some really weird stories, but, but that is only the first part. Like that's just to make it relatable in case other people, you know, have been there. So
1: and I appreciate you.
0: Yes. And you're strong. You're strong and brave to come out because this is not, (laughs) I've heard some of the questions thrown at you and you don't back down it's also not comfortable and I didn't want to come from that. Um, People can search that out. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be a little different.
1: There's, yeah, Yeah. there are some that, you know, there are a lot of people who interview me just so they can throw these uncomfortable questions at me and, and they, they find that thrilling and exciting and exhilarating and, and um, you know, I, I, I'm not here to, I'm just here to share the truth and wherever I can. And people like you make it so much easier and so much more fun (laughs) to have
0: conversations with people like you. And this isn't a sideshow, right? Yeah, this isn't some sideshow story. This is about the the lesson is what you're wanting out or you wouldn't have put that out there. Nobody talks about these horrible things that happened to me or happened to you or whatever happened. I mean, for just for fun, like you want to live in someone else's pain. And I have had people say to me, Oh, I love talking to you because your life is so wild that I feel normal. And I'm like, you know that's not okay. Yeah, like, that's not
1: what we're looking for here. No. Yeah, no, but you it, are a strong woman too, and what you have overcome <clears throat> is you, absolutely you. amazing, Heidi. And it's a thank blessing you. that we've met and that we finally got yes. this going, and we know we're yes. going to do it again. So, yes, thank absolutely you so much for having me. Again, thank you, thank you. I look you. forward to next time. Awesome.